Welcome to the Cultivate for Good podcast, where Sal and Wendy keep it real and break down common problems that aren't commonly discussed in the nonprofit world. I am your host, Megan Shelley. Look me up on LinkedIn and feel free to connect if you'd like to chat. Special thanks to our sponsor, the Central Virginia Business Coalition, who's dedicated to promoting business in Central Virginia. Members enjoy networking, marketing, and promotional benefits all at low annual rates. Visit cvabc.org to learn more. A special thanks to our sponsor, Dot Drives. Dot Drives is the simplest way to build and manage donor relationships. The software built for fundraisers by fundraisers helps you cultivate donor relationships and raise more money. If your nonprofit needs to get all of your donor information into one place, or you're tired of overpaying for complex software that nobody actually wants to use, check them out at dotdrives.com. That's D-O-T-D-R-I-V-E-S dot com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Cultivate for Good podcast with Sal and Wendy. I am Megan, and today we're going to be talking a little bit of a bigger, maybe more broad topic. We're going to talk about the evolving industry of fundraising, which, of course, encapsulates a lot of things. So just to to take the first bite of the elephant here, I want to ask you guys, what do you think the major trends are that are starting to affect nonprofit fundraising specifically? Mm, Shelly's jumps right in you think after all this time together she know i mean megan i i I need to say good morning to you good morning good to see you like the background zach good to see you nobody else can see you but we can and of course sal wendy thanksgiving thanksgiving next week yeah i'm looking forward to it although i just told you how much i devoured yesterday evening I really need to cut back. That's well. You were warming up. Okay, I was. I was getting ready. I was getting ready for the big battle. Okay. It's good to see you. Good to see you as well. Yeah, it is. Where we are getting into that um, season of thanks. So, um, as development officers, we will probably be spending a lot of time thanking people. That's right. That's right. Um, That's right. And so this ties directly into that question because um, there's a lot of ways we can thank people, right? Uh, I would like to answer that very specifically by saying, as soon as you asked that question, the term that came to my mind was the trend is moving towards transactional. What? Transactional. It's not good. It's not good. Although, although I, I think I understand why. It's moving in that direction. I think technology has uh, has increased dramatically, and what can be done through the click of a finger now is pretty pretty uh, amazing. And then I also think, coupled with the work mm. involved oh. in being a donor engagement, donor development person, I think if you if you present a person who is probably overwhelmed with a click of something that might make some of that go away. I'm going to take that option. Yeah. You're going to look behind curtain number three. And and so I hope this is making sense to some of our audience that I do think it's it's two things that are driving my response, which is transactional. The first is the, the technological advancements that we've seen hit our industry. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and then second, um, just the sheer fact that I think you might have even talked about this in an earlier episode about uh, – uh, turnover and burnout maybe yeah. you did or yeah. maybe you didn't yeah well it's going to go hand in hand with yeah and so you have all of these people who are responsible for engaging donors raising funds that are overwhelmed and they're looking for a solution to help them so that's my answer megan sal you 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 know usually you throw it to me and go wow light bulb moment turn off the cameras we're done but I think you dropped the mic this time um, because we know as development professionals, transactional is the furthest thing that we want. It's all about the relationship. So we want it to be transformational. Everything that we engage with the donor about is where's their heart, where's their passion, connecting them. But the trend, like you said, because of the nature of we've got to do more, see more, um, and in this space of, well, do they want to meet? Do we have to do it through the screen? How many can? We got to make up for lost time. Mm -hmm. We lost 18 months. Well, we didn't lose them, but but that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're right. That is the trend. And I also think that there's this constant tension and pull because that's not how we're wired. Mm -hmm. The development professional who this is why we do what we do, we're not wired that way. Okay, okay. So I'm going to jump in because you just – touched on an interesting point. So you're saying that even though they'll look behind curtain number three, they're probably setting themselves up for some internal failure. Yes. Uh, because that's not really their DNA. No. So at the I end love of, it. I the, love at it. At the that's end of the really day, good point we turn the this. lights off and we go, man, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Was it a long, because I had to really step outside of who I naturally am right. to, 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 fulfill these requirements wow wow so we've i think we've just identified uh certainly a big challenge that we're seeing um and trend to yeah. use megan's term yeah. i don't know we have a solution at the moment well i think before you can get a solution you got to identify so okay. we're helping by let's talk it out right that's right. what we do here right. let's talk about the things that when we do get to the end of the day and the development professional says nobody understands me Am I the only one who really is feeling this internal pressure and tension? No, you're not. <laughs> right. And so I think that's where we start to 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 help in that is to identify and say, nope, this isn't happening to just you. Now, collectively, what can we do? Mm. And I don't know. I I want to say let's make sure we get back to basics. Sure. They haven't sure. they haven't gone away. And as I've shared with a number of my staff, don't make the decision for the donor well wow now see now there you go you're showing me up you know i had my what is it not even 15 minutes of fame i had like 15 <laughs> seconds of fame because now you're showing me up because you're you're absolutely right i mean if you take the transactional trend curtain um you you very well have not taken into account what that donor wants yes. what that donor expects right so there's that whole component so we just added another layer to this conversation so i hope anybody listening because I, I i certainly know i'm processing even as we speak yeah. you know there's a couple things here that we really have to think through and, and we might not even have a, a silver bullet but they're certainly uh important to think through because i think we have to like you said identify these and begin to wrestle with these yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't know that our it's our job 
even here at Cultivate for Good to have the silver bullet. Mm. It's wonderful when we go light bulb moment. But that's the nature of why and what we're doing here is to talk it through collectively and go, okay, so this isn't just a me issue. Um, and it is always going to be, in my opinion, back to the basics. Right, right. So, Megan, we've answered, we've created more questions, and we're sending it back to you. <laughs> well, you know, I can't help but notice, you know, kind of a through line through all the points that you were bringing up is that a lot of people think it's just them, you know, is it just me? And I think that a lot of times if that's left unchecked, that could lead to some burnout, mm. especially in an industry where it's so, you know, forward facing and so relationally based. So, how do you think that these trends are impacting burnout? Do you think that a lot of them are making it harder to manage? Well, I think it's my short answer is yes. Um, it's certainly affecting the burnout. And, and it's what we were just saying and, and, and kind of dialoguing about here is now we've got this internal conflict. I, I need to just be focused on the donor. I, I need to be in tune with what was the last conversation that we had and 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 where they said their passion is and make, making sure that I'm sharing this impact with them. But I'm thinking of it now in this transactional way. So now I have a meeting and probably three more backed up to that. And am I sitting there just ready to listen or am I doing more talking? Again, a no-no. We all know more listening than talking, but that in that battle back and forth of but I've got to get enough information in so that they do the next thing mm -hmm. and I get on to the next you are burnt it, whether it's burnout completely I don't want to do this anymore but that exhaustion is a real thing and so I think it it speaks into it and, and is what's driving that we need to take dare I say a step back mm. as professionals and whether it's speaking into leadership board our fellow colleagues and and be reminded of why we started this in the first place. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you you hit on a lot of points. I mean, I do think there is I've seen this in other other professions as well. Mm -hmm. I do think there you get so overwhelmed and you begin to uh, kind of exist in a vacuum. Oh, yes. And then, you know, e even though to your point, I mean, probably the vast majority of individuals are dealing with the same struggles, yeah. right? So there is opportunity, and it's one of the reasons why, again, uh, okay, this is going to be, be a, uh, maybe a cheap plug, but it's one of the reasons why we launched the, the software op application because of all those peer exchanges where people were expressing their pain points. Yes. Um. So you would sit across from somebody and I would be fascinated about how they would just pour out the very things we're talking about, yeah. the challenges and the time constraints and feeling as if they're shortchanging the donor and all. And then, or, and if they're not shortchanging the donor, they're not keeping up with the technology requirements uh, of the industry. And it's, 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 it's certainly a big reality. And, and I, I could tell you, I think we're right in the thick of it. I think we're right in the thick of it as we speak. I would agree. We're we're not we're not at the beginning. No. And we're certainly not coming stepping out. We are right in the middle and the decisions that we make now are going to determine what that future looks like. Yeah. So I never see it as a cheap plug at all uh, because it it is addr addressing, you know, what's happening at, at dot drives and dot solutions is addressing this very very problem um in a tangible and practical way with the logistics. 
but it's also allowing for the conversation because the dot community allows for that. We can interact and engage with one another and be able to speak these things through because again, not one person has that silver bullet, but collectively we can get to, oh, let me try that. And then the tool itself allows us to put that into application. So yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. So I would say, um, I would say from a Megan, I want to go back to the question just for a second, because as you were talking, mm-hmm. I was still processing. Um, I think from a market business perspective, the the business side of our industry has certainly been pushing the transactional. Mm. What I've heard in those exchanges and why we, we even developed what we developed on the software side was as a response to the tension that those that those individuals, those mm-hmm. professionals were feeling uh, because of the the push towards transaction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very real kind of situation that we're in. Now, we're going to go ahead and throw a disclaimer out there. We all use um, tools Absolutely. that certainly would probably fall a bit into more of the transactional uh approach. Yes. And they're necessary. They're a necessary means to get certain levels of communication and engagement in front of your constituency. So I don't want to, I, this is not to bash that, but the, but this was to just look at the trend and then identify my response was to identify, I think some of the challenges associated with that trend. And, and recognizing that those tools are necessary, right? Sure. To be used as a tool, not to use us. Right. Who, who's leading in that in that process? Because right. you're right. We've got to know what's going on in the financials. That's very transactional, but necessary. Right. But who's leading that? Is it you know is is the tool leading in the information, right. or are we taking that? So great. great, great point. Great point. Back at you, Megan. You know, it's interesting. Just you know, for somebody from the outside looking in to hear how you guys would approach something like this, if you were to kind of consolidate maybe some of this into bullet points, maybe to somebody new to the industry, maybe somebody who's only got a couple of years of experience, how would you sort of recommend for them to prepare themselves to face new trends or to face these obstacles that kind of get thrown at them when they least expect it? Well, I said something to to my team yesterday. We were taking a look at an initiative um, that we had in, we have in place, and it's not performing the way that we intended I mean, all the work we've put in, um, the, the points, the, the check place, and it's just not performing the way that it should or we intended it to. And so we had to pull it apart. And one of, the, you know, one of my teammates made a very valid point, but it was a little rigid. And I think that would be one of my main bullet points is anyone coming in or, or brand new or even contemplating this industry is flexibility. And, and anyone who knows me goes, hmm, let's see how she's going to pull this one off. Because, don't look at me like that, Sal, <laughs> I can be very rigid, have my boxes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean not having a plan. It doesn't mean not working with best practices. But we do know we're working with individuals, people, and no two are alike. So there's got to be that place of flexibility and giving yourself, I know, but enough margin to be able to take a breath before having to make the next decision. Mm. You don't have to have an answer. I said this to to um, someone that I was mentoring and training recently. 
on that other end, when a, when a donor asks a question, an appropriate answer may be, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to find out. Absolutely. But don't make something up. Don't just shake and nod your head. Give yourself that space, that margin to say, I don't know that answer, but I will be your eyes, your ears, your hands, your your advocate to be able to get that for you. And so I think in, in both of those spaces, it's those are some things that right off the bat, you got to be flexible. Give yourself margin. Love it. I, I, I would add to this discussion that if I'm going into a new space mm-hmm. and I am trying to be effective, mm-hmm. one of the lenses I, I try to look through is the lens of simplicity. So if you ask me for a very specific bullet point, if I'm going into an environment, whether I have to lead it out or I'm a, I'm a willing participant, uh, I begin to think and, and, and look at the surroundings and look at what needs to be uh, accomplished, but look at how it could be done in a simple manner. Because I do believe, and, and I think you were almost touching on this with the ri- rigidness, right? That often comes from uh, we've built up all of these possible protocols mm. or procedures to to execute right and sometimes that people just get lost in that you know and 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 they're and they're trying to to make sure they do all these steps and then in the and in the meantime they miss the goal and so i try to look at things and say how can we accomplish this in a simple way team how can we all come together look at what the goal is and and view it through the lens of simplicity. And and that really I think helps because at the end of the day most of us, I can't say everybody, I mean but I mean there's those people who love Rubik's cube and all this crazy stuff and you know all these equations and stuff, but the majority of people they like simplicity. They they want to be able to see something and 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 go uh go through a process and it not confound them and confuse them and stress them out the fewest amount of steps right i want to accomplish the goal right in the fewest amount of steps it's a a natural i'm still laughing over the fact that you said the rubik's cube i don't even know if a quarter of our (laughs) viewers are even they still have rubik's cube i just saw that toy in barnes and noble and i almost the real toy or like an online version no 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 it was the original rubik's somebody said king rubik's still making his coin i like it it's out there but sal you just spoke out simplicity and because i've had the pleasure of actually working with you i can say that i've seen you walk that out that how important that is so i know that that's one of your grounding principles and it is really true um at the end of the day no one raises their hand and say please make this as difficult and as complex as possible i want to be able to get from a to b with the smallest amount of steps um and so i would say that yeah that that certainly goes in the toolbox or or one of those foundational pieces and for you and i who get the the privilege and opportunity to speak into a lot of emerging nonprofits and those who are in spaces of i've not done this before help me train me right speak into i think the the things we've shared that's exactly what comes out probably in the first conversation oh i think i think you're spot on up on the and, third floor 
up on the third floor. Yeah, I was actually, as you were speaking and rounding that out, I was thinking of a, a, a newer nonprofit and they were telling me about all the steps they were going through mm. just in the in the formation process. Yeah. And I was getting exhausted. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's you I think you're building this up even in your mind for it to be more complicated than it even really is. There's a couple steps you have to do. Um, I gave a couple of, uh, you know, um, I guess, uh, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I could see where that person had already looked at this as, as a very complicated process. And, and I think that then could carry through as they're doing everything. I mean, how many organizations, and and listen, I, I certainly value, you have to have protocols, processes in place and all this, but you know. I have a phrase, in, and I hope people can understand what I'm saying when I say this. I will often say to someone when they start telling me all the things, all the obstacles, all the challenges, all the needs that have to happen in order to accomplish this goal, and I usually say to them, that should be our problem. And what I mean by that is, that should be our problem. We Let's let's see how things are going. Let's see the progress being made, and then we will tackle those challenges. But don't build up all these challenges, and you don't even know if if you're going to be moving forward. You don't even know if the goal's attainable. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think I think there's um, there's there's certainly a lot in my approach to keeping it simple. Well, there's a fine line, right? We we it's built into I would say our development DNA that we have to have a contingency plan, right? Right. Um, as a former uh, event manager, that, that's how I lived my life. You had to have plan A through Z, mm. <laughs> you know, because this could happen or that could happen. And so there's there is still that mentality, and it, it again best practice and being prepared. You don't sure. walk in without having a plan. But it's back to that flexibility, margin, simplicity, so that you're not so dialed in that you miss the leading. Right. You know, and and something that comes across. I wasn't expecting that. So I heard this most recently in a webinar and it stuck with me. Instead of asking the question, what's the worst thing that can happen? Ask, what's the best thing that could happen? Hmm. And in more of that expectancy space. And I don't know when we talk about the trends and where we are, that because of this more transactional space that we are shifting towards and the tension that that's causing for the development professional, we're not thinking that way. We're not going in with the expectancy of I'm planned, I'm ready, and let me expect more. Sure. Let me expect them to to share more. And And will that turn into more giving? Probably, but the bottom line is, am I going to know more about this person? Are they going to be more connected with our ministry? Am I going to leave this conversation better than I walked in? Right. And and I feel like that is what, what we're encouraging here. So yes, our listeners hopefully get this, but I think it also is that point of responsibility for us as, as development professionals to remind each other of that. And when you have that opportunity, whether it's someone who's upcoming or has been in the industry for decades that we keep putting that back in front of each other well you just identified if i interpreted it mentally correct uh a third bullet point which is really optimism and Ah. expectancy Ah. yeah yeah. so listen we didn't quite give you four or five megan or whatever your expectations were but uh i think we heard being flexible 
especially as you're starting out, mm. being very flexible, um, being uh, looking at things through the lens of simplicity, and then the optimism and yeah, the expectancy. Um, and we did. We talked about having that margin piece in there. So we did hit four points. And you know what? In the vein of simplicity, you don't need any more than that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, it wraps in perfect. It, it really does. And I really love how you, it, they all kind of move together a little bit. They all kind of are one and the same. You know, you can't, to, to be flexible is a lot of times just to keep things simple and, or be willing to try more simple things, you know, when your complicated stuff doesn't work out. But to, so to wrap this up, I'm terribly curious, you know, for, for people who have been in the industry uh, for a while, just forward casting, thinking, you know, 20, 30, 40 years in the future for stewardship. What kind of trends do you think are going to start getting really big within the next couple of decades? Man, decades. What are you going to be doing in some decades now? <laughs> That's a great question. It is. I, I'm just going to go back to, I think, what Wendy always said, relationships. I think relationships are still going to be king. Yeah. I think, I think those who profess to have a meaningful profession in our space are going to be the ones who are focusing on building genuine relationships. And I don't care if that's today or 30 years from now. Uh, I had the pleasure of talking to somebody that's been in this space for probably over 30 years, not long ago. And it, it really did all boil down to how do I build a successful relationship from from the lead, from the lead to the celebrate, from the I might not know this person, but somehow we have been connected to now I'm celebrating with this person and hopefully in a reoccurring way year after year after year. And I don't think that's going to change. No. I think ultimately relationship wins. So that, that would be my response. And I don't think there's more that needs to be said. You wrapped that up really well. Um, I think, as you pointed out, we're in the thick of it. We're in the midst. That's what's going to come out on the other end. That's what we're going to recognize and realize. And even in this tension that the individual development professional is feeling, when we can have more of these open dialogues and spaces to say, no, I'm not alone, and I want this to be better, we're all going to start finding our way back to the reason why we started doing this in the first place and that foundation of relationship. Absolutely. So couldn't agree more. That's where we're going. Um, we've got to keep it in front of us, though, because it's going to be pushing from all ends to say, just get it done. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Megan, I hope that we, yeah, I hope we brought it all together for you today. You did. You did. I, I think it was a great way to end it off. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to sit down and chat a little bit about the future, about where the industry is going. Well, thank you, Megan and Zach. Thank you again in the studio. And uh, yeah, signing off. We'll see you next time. 